How to Build Skills That Matter, written by Scott Young, March 2020. In times of difficulty, you want your efforts to matter, not just to pass the time, but to build something that endures. Recently, I shared why I think now is the best time to start an ultra-learning project, not in spite of the anxious times that we're living in, but because of it. Taking resolute action through uncertainty allows you to improve the things you can actually control instead of breaking under what you cannot. Now today I'd like to continue that theme and talk about how you can structure your efforts so that what you are learning actually matters. So brief aside here, months ago my team and I started work on a new edition of my six-week learning course, Rapid Learner, with dozens of new and updated lessons. Next week we're going to be holding a new session. Past students can access the material for free, so sign up if you're interested in finding out more. Okay, back to the lesson. The peril of indirect projects. In my book, Ultra Learning, I cover the research on transfer, and it's not pretty. Countless studies confirm the fact that much of what we set out to learn doesn't actually transfer to the situations we need it in. Consider just a few cases. In one study, students who took high school psychology courses didn't end up doing better at college-level psychology. In another, those who had studied economics did not do better at questions of economic reasoning than those who hadn't. Honors level physics students were unable to solve problems that differed superficially from those that they had been taught in school, says another. All of this research explains why many of us feel like we got little out of school. Transfer, meaning the ability to actually apply and use what you learn, is a lot more elusive than it first appears. Now this applies to school, certainly, but also to your own learning efforts. Choose poorly and many of those projects may not matter at all. So how can you avoid this trap? I suggest a good rule of thumb for any learning project is that the project should involve something you do or make and not just something you learn. Now that may sound a little vague, so let me give some examples. So don't just learn French, aim to have conversations with people. Don't just read a book on JavaScript, build a functioning website. Don't just watch lectures, do practice problems from the actual exam. Don't just read philosophy, write an essay, or discuss it with someone else. Now, this rule won't guarantee that you'll avoid all the transfer issues, but it prevents some of the more severe versions of this problem. So let's get a few more tips on designing your first project so you can avoid other pitfalls. So here's a few other good rules of thumb you can follow. First, inputs over outputs. Now a mistake I see people make, and one I've made myself, is to think that the important thing is picking an especially ambitious target. Now, while it's true that big goals can inspire, it can also really frustrate you and end up in failure. So a better approach is to focus on how you'll learn differently. So my language learning project is a good example here. I focus not on reaching a predefined fluency goal, but of sticking to a method I knew would make progress quickly. In this case, not speaking English to learn the language. Now my MIT challenge, which I set in advance that I wanted to do it in one year, is a bit of a counterexample, but even there I spent months planning my strategy so the choice to do it in that time frame wasn't arbitrary but carefully calculated. Simply picking a really big goal without having a different approach that you're going to use and having thought that out is probably a mistake. Two, pick your quitting time in advance. So don't start projects without clearly defined endpoints. 
For a new project, one month is a good endpoint, but two or three months can also work if you have something very specific in mind that you have to have that much time. Okay, so why do you want to set an endpoint? Isn't the whole point to engage in lifelong learning and learn forever? Well, because committing to an indefinite timetable means you're going to give up as soon as things get tough. It's way easier to say to yourself, I'm going to stick with this for one month no matter what, even if it's too hard or if something else feels more interesting later. Three, put practice first. Some topics will require a lot of reading. Nobody got good at history, law, or philosophy without reading a lot of books. That's fine. But regardless of how much reading is required, mentally, give yourself priority to the practice you intend to do. Practice is the most important ingredient in building real skills, and yet it's the easiest to pass over because it's more difficult and it, quite frankly, it often feels optional. If you think of your project first in terms of the practice you're going to do, then reading, lectures, and videos become the things that you need to do first in order to get to the practice. Adopting this mindset, you'll be less likely to engage in passive strategies that are much less effective. All right. So, Let's look at today's homework. If you're interested in doing something about this and not just listening to me talk about it, here's what you need to do today. First, go to the comments page for this lesson. Two, write down what you want to learn this month. And three, be sure to frame it in terms of something you want to do or make and not just learn about. Now, if you're a student, passing an exam counts here too. All right, that's it for today. On Friday, I'm going to have a new lesson where I'm going to introduce the concept of a practice loop and show you how you can design yours. Next week, I'm going to be holding a new session of Rapid Learner with brand new content for those who feel like going further. I'll see you then. Thanks for listening to this episode. More episodes like this can be found by searching for Scott H. Young Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Overcast, and most other podcasting apps available on your smartphone. If you've enjoyed this episode, please consider rating my show as it helps other people find out about it. More of my work can be found on my website, scotthyoung.com. Thank you.